On Tuesday, March 16th, 2021, an individual decided to commit murder against eight innocent people, six of which are members of the Asian community. This 21-year-old Caucasian male thought it was in his right to enter spas located in Atlanta, Georgia, and take the lives of Delina Ashley-Yon, Paul Andre Michaels, Xiao Ji Tan, Dao Yu Feng, Julie Park, Yun Jiang Park. The names of the remaining victims have not yet been released. Georgia authorities say the suspect in Tuesday's Atlanta spa shootings claimed a sex addiction and that he wasn't racially motivated, although six of the eight killed were women of Asian descent. Here's what the sheriff had to say about the massacre. And he was pretty much fed up and kind of at the end of his rope and, uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him and this is what he did. What is bullshit? Asian women are hypersexualized and viewed subservient to the demands of others. A woman's body is not an excuse for murder. What happened in Atlanta is not an isolated incident, but a horrific example of a large rising tide of anti-Asian racism. In light of this, we want to dedicate this episode to our Asian pals and highlight the injustices in their community. Back to the whole idea of Asian women being hypersexualized and viewed subservient to the demands of others. There's actually an article that was posted um, in the U.S. that women, Asian women have reported twice as many anti-Asian hate crimes as men. In general, so between March 19, 2020 to February 28th of 2021, there's been close to 3,800 incidents reported. Roughly 503 of these incidents took place in 2021 alone. These also, like the numbers that I'm emphasizing only represent just a fraction of the number of incidents experienced by Asian Americans across the country. What's literally, like, what's so bullshit, like, yeah. is that, like, a lot, even though we're saying these numbers, there's so, like, going back to what you were saying before, there's so many more that are just not reported or not taken as legitimate claims. No, yeah, definitely. Even, um... Sorry, like that was like an American statistic, right? Yeah. But for Canadian, so this was based on a September 2020 report um, uh, prepared by CCNC. Uh, basically, they reported that Canadians have reported more anti-Asian racist incidents per capita than the U.S. since the start of the pandemic. Oh my God. We started to cut you. No, no, no. I just, it's more like a gasp for myself and what I just like said. Yeah, like we think... Even like during the Trump administration, and then what, regardless of your like political views, whatever, like even during that time, a lot of the international community was pointing fingers at the US saying, like, look at this bullshit that's going on there. But then in reality, like, it's not this sort of xenophobia against the Asian community is not specific to the United States, it's universally and globally experienced. Definitely not. Another shocking statistic so in vancouver so just vancouver mm -hmm. anti-asian hate crimes rose by 717 percent in the span of one year so in 2019 there was 12 cases and in 2020 there were 98 cases like they're we're throwing out these numbers right now but it's they're not just numbers they're people they're they're people and it, it might seem overwhelming to hear these sort of numbers, like, like for lack of better, like, I'm stuttering my words right now, but for lack of better words, like, anytime I hear numbers like this, it sounds sort of arbitrary. Like, I personally can't, like, contextualize it, 
But then when you realize that like, it's literally our friends, our family, like these sort of people are being affected by your grandmother, your grandfather, your sister, your mom, your dad, like it's, it's not like it's happening in some country somewhere on the other side of the earth. It's happening in our own backyard. Yeah. And it's completely unacceptable. It's like there's no other word to describe it other than disgusting. Like what gives you the moral high ground to commit injustices, like let alone murder and massacre eight people simply because you fetishize them or you experience or you have some like hatred or something against them like that's totally unacceptable like whether it be like racist tendencies or xenophobic tendencies and it sounds like we're more or less like just going back and forth between each other Mm. saying yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but (laughs) like it's literally like us building on top of points of each other but it's i was gonna say in relation to that incident that occurred actually um more than a third of incidents so like anti-asian hate incidents occur at businesses which are the primary site of discrimination Mm -hmm. while a quarter of them actually take place on public streets yeah like two examples that that's so startling two examples that pop in my head business being the one that just happened Mm -hmm. at these spa locations in atlanta georgia i remember this is an example that was in i feel like if i'm not mistaken it was in new york what it was in the US and there's footage of this elderly Asian woman she's literally just walking along on the sidewalk and this dude just literally comes by oh, sees yeah. her and pushes her yeah like she like what is she doing other wrong other than existing like that's not wrong she's literally just there i know and like most of like the increase in these incidents can be attributed to the fact of like the xenophobic rhetoric that has been displayed by donald trump right especially when referring to uh-huh. the COVID 19 as the china virus or what was it the kung fu virus yeah kung, kung flu kung flu yeah, yeah. And, and again sorry to iterate one last thing like it's not just in the u.s with trump it's oh, yeah. like globally yeah. people are saying these things yeah but anyway sorry continue no definitely um definitely like the zen oh, the xenophobic rhetoric also like the whole idea of blaming a whole country for a pandemic and so in doing so when trump did that he actually followed along american history of using diseases to justify mm-hmm. anti-asian xenophobia ones that date even back to like the 19th and 20th centuries mm-hmm. which have actually helped shape the perception of asian americans as perpetual foreigners sorry mm-hmm. i like stumbled off of that no but that's that's entirely true and it's it's heartbreaking to be honest like when i'm thinking about it that like this has been going on for a year like mm-hmm. this before there's been incidents too right but it has been drastically increased yeah within the last year but it has it had to take a freaking massacre uh-huh. for people to and celebrities to realize oh what's happening or oh, this shouldn't be happening when this has been preached and like people have been raising awareness uh-huh. for months before something that this is just my personal opinion but I feel like it also goes back to uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, like when it really picked up back in like June and July and stuff like that. Like right now, I'm seeing people that are literally just using hashtags and stuff like that as if like the stuff that has just happened is a trend. 
Oh my god. Do you know what I mean? Oh no, yeah. Like you can see like there are certain individuals. I mean, it's one thing to like promote the or like not promote, but bring awareness to these injustices. But there's also individuals that I've seen on social media that are just like playing into the trend of like hashtagging stop Asian hate mm-hmm. or hashtag stop like whatever. Which is amazing if it, they're doing yeah. it to educate and show their support. But the reality of it is, is that in a week from now, those posts will be removed from their feed or yeah. that the narrative will not be like it's not going to be continually shared, right? Uh-huh. Like it's a trend, like you said. Like, Individuals are sh- like, sorry, what am I saying? Individuals are using this as a trend, using it as a hashtag, right? It's not the new thing that's in. This is a freaking injustice. This is inequality at its finest. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not something that's going to be done within a week. Like, this is still going to be happening. We need to do something about it. Uh huh. And I can understand how it might sound hypocritical or whatever of us to say, we need to do something about no, yeah. this. But in us, I want to iterate in us saying this like we are simply doing our best as I don't know we're trying to show our support in the best way that we know of yeah and the most informed way as well yeah and hopefully with this conversation that we're having right now it if anyone who listens to this has any sort of constructive opinion or critique and how we're articulating this information, we encourage you to comment. We encourage you to send us an email. If you would like to be involved in these sort of conversations to help inform, even though our audience is super small, <laughs> but if you'd still like to have a say or like share your opinion as well using the platform of Beaker Bros, even though we are a predominantly science-based podcast, science and social justice are intrinsically connected definitely and you can't have a strong scientific community without having a strong community a strong community in general and building support and trust in the people that are sharing these perspectives of science so yeah i guess what i'm just trying to get at like if you have any sort of constructive criticism for what we're saying right now or anything to add of value please do feel free honestly like we would love to stay informed uh-huh. or be further educated. Yeah, and I think that's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah. Like, even though it's a lot of the time just us talking to each other, yeah. it's us trying to, like, kind of wrap our heads around this whole yeah. idea. Like, as two young people get going out into the world and stuff like that, there's a lot of conversations that need to be had and for us to grow from them and... Dude, it's great we're able to have these sort of conversations in this sort of constructive format. And then be able to share them. For Definitely. two people that listen to us. But anyways, yeah, this was a little bit of a different episode today, but we just wanted to dedicate it to the lives that were lost from this injustice. And remember their names. Delena Ashley Yon, Paul Andre Michaels, Xiao Ji Tan, Dao Yu Feng, Julie Park, Yun Jung Park. The names of the remaining victims have not yet been released. Please say their names. They deserve to be honored and remembered. Their lives have value. And the fight continues until everyone is able to understand this. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. Catch us again next week. Doodly.